We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week three is upon us, and we have some really interesting and fun games on this slate. we got some games, some high totals also. We'll be talking about all of them, all from the DFS side of it, coming up next. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the DFS Friday morning version. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always by Ryan Valangi on Friday mornings. We'll be talking about the entire slate of games. Uh, there's a lot of big games, uh, so we got some high total games for once. But first of all, Ryan, how are you today? Yeah, doing well, Scott. Thanks. Um, didn't do so well in DFS last week. Did uh, probably about as bad as 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 you can do. Um, just <laughs> made all the wrong decisions. Played Saquon. I played uh, Devontae Adams over Cup, and Adams had two catches. Uh, both those guys are on this slate, uh, so so we'll get into that. I played all the wrong quarterbacks, and I didn't have any exposure to that Baltimore um, Miami game. Well, I had some, but I didn't That's, stack uh, it up. That um, game was wild, and it was like it was just like the Lamar show for three quarters, and all of a sudden it became this insane shootout where you know two ended up with six touchdowns Tyreek and Jalen Waddle went crazy it was a uh that was a wild game you don't get many games where like everybody in the game hits but Lamar hit Bateman hit uh Andrews hit two of both receivers it was a it was a while back and forth there were that that morning slate of games like it didn't look great on paper but we had some huge comebacks it turned out to be a pretty fun slate yeah and you know pretty much every winning lineup had uh either Lamar or Tua with yeah. Tyreek Waddle and Amon Ra you know Amon Ra yeah. went crazy again um, he's back on this slate, so we'll talk about him. Um, but it just goes to show you, you know, that game was maybe the fifth or sixth most yeah. popular, you know, people were on the Raiders like me and a bunch of other spots. And, you know, you have a spot like that, that goes off and that's going to happen plenty of times in the NFL. And those are the ones you want to look for in tournaments. So you can yeah. beat all the all the people who played too much chalk, like like me. Um, but yeah, we'll I try to improve this week. I didn't have much of that game. I actually had a I had a smally profitable week in a, a minor profitable week in DraftKings. So it was actually pretty good. One of my laps was pretty good. Um, not huge, like winning tournaments with those guys. But I had a, a lot of Amon Ra, which uh, which obviously helped. And I had I had Nick Chubb, who we talked about uh, last week, is kind of the the guy that in that range. That, yeah, that was the play. That uh, so I had I had that a, was the play. 
Chubb and Amon Ross. So I ended up uh, profitable on DraftKings uh, by a bit. So it was a, it was a pretty good weekend uh, weekend for me. Nothing nothing huge, but uh, kind of building towards something good, hopefully. But let's jump into uh, the week three slate. Uh, we got thirteen games again. The slate, no uh, no double header Monday night, which by the way turned out to be a huge bust. Both those games were bad. Um, but thirteen games, we got nine early. So if you uh, if you have multiple TVs or the you know some kind of red zone, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a nice morning of nine games, four games late. Um, the first thing I noticed on this slate, uh, before we get into the actual games, there's a weird like dead mid range at running back this week. There's like between like seven thousand and fifty five hundred. There's like one one or two guys. It's a weird like and you can actually see the, the price drop off on DraftKings. There's like there's just nobody in that range. It's a it's a weird uh, weird week of like a lot of high guys and a lot of low guys, but not much in the middle there. Yeah, I think you're right. And we'll talk about that when we get to running back. But I think all the ownership will gravitate to sort of those two. There's two guys really that you mentioned under that 7K range or so, and then some more expensive guys in good spots. But I think, yeah, the, the ownership will condense to those few guys. So you'll be able to make plays like that. Nick Chubb last week, and I just, I, you know, I, re- I really dropped the ball on that one last week. It's easy to say in hindsight when Chubb, you know, outscores everyone like that. But like we talked about, we knew he was going to be way less popular than yep. Saquon and Mixon. And, you know, I still in my bigger tournaments, not that it would have wouldn't, not that it would have mattered, but I played Saquon and Mixon and just couldn't pull the trigger on Chubb. Um, every, 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 everybody was telling Chubb to kneel at the one yard line. I was telling him to score at the end of the game. I was like, get in the end zone. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Get in there, Definitely. Nick. Yeah. It was a weird week too. No running backs like had good games except Chubb for the most part. Um, so he provided just such a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird week running back. It's a lot of a uh, lot of passing and receiving. But uh like we mentioned before, we do have some really good games this week. Uh, we got uh, Chiefs Colts. Uh, you know, Colts are kind of on their on their last legs here. They they need to they need to get something going pretty quick in the season, whether they're oh one and one um against uh, the Jaguars and the Texans, too. They have the Chiefs coming into town. I saw a note that uh, that spread a week ago was like two or two and a half in India, and now it's seven. So obviously uh, one week makes a difference. We got Bills Dolphins, which suddenly looks like you know the powers to be in the in the AFC East. That'd be a really fun game too. Uh, those are two of the high total games. We got Bills Dolphins is fifty two. Uh, Chiefs Colts is fifty and a half. And then uh, you mentioned Amara St. Brown, uh, the hero of the podcast and the hero of fantasy football uh, at the Vikings. That's games fifty one and a half. So uh, I think last week we had maybe one game over fifty, and the week before maybe one or two. Uh, we got three, three and three games all in the morning at uh, over fifty. It's uh, pretty fun. Yeah, some points on the slate for once. Um, definitely more high total games than we've seen. And do you have do you have one of those three that like jumps out to you more than the other ones? Is there is yeah. there a game you really gonna attack? I think so. Well, kind of just by process of elimination, like the Chiefs are very tough to stack now. One really because are. Kelsey's seventy nine hundred now, which is you know yeah. who you really feel safest with because they have so many weapons and you never really know who Mahomes is going to use Juju, Valdez, Scantling, Hardman, multiple running backs. So, so stacking them is tough. You're and just, you're just guessing at receiver, right? Like there's no, I kind of looked at it and I was like, who am I going to, and then Justin Watson caught the touchdown last week. And even Mahomes said himself, good luck trying to figure it out week to week. Like as much right. as breaking it down and we, we do that and all these others, I think on a chiefs receiver, you're just kind of guessing who's going to be the guy that week. And I just, I hate doing that. Me too. Yeah, I hate doing that. And, I'm, and I don't really want to do that, especially when the Colts don't really have a clear run back. I mean, I don't know, Pittman coming off an injury, you'd want to run it back with Taylor, but he's 9K. You can't really yeah. use Mahomes, Taylor, and Kelsey. So I'll probably avoid that one. Um, it's tough not to love the Bills. 
Yeah. Uh, I really like Josh Allen. I mean, they look like they're on a mission this year. They look like the best team in football to me. Um, Allen's two huge games right away. And Stefan Diggs, you know, that's another interesting one that we'll talk about. But Stefan Diggs looks pretty good. And I remember you and I tried to play him many times last season. And yep. he, he failed just about every time. Um, but he, he looks pretty good after after yeah. two weeks. Uh, so I think the Bills is probably where I lean, especially because we just saw that Tua and Tyreek and Waddle were able to put up some some yards and compete. And so you could see see that game shooting out. Um, what about you? Do, you? do you have a favorite one of these games? And on the Dolphins, it's good to see Mike McDaniel like you getting the ball in his best player's hands. Like everybody's like, oh, you got to spread it around and all this. How are they going to guard Tyreek and Waddle? Like, no, throw the ball to Tyreek and Waddle. When they get the ball in their hands, it's it's electric. Um, it's good to see him actually doing that. We see other other coaches. Uh, no, not going to name any names, Arthur Smith. But, uh, you know, do, who like get – he was actually offended in the postgame that people were asking about why Cal Pitts is not getting the ball. He's like, this is not fancy football. I'm like – I don't care if it's fancy football. In real football, you want your best players to have the ball too. Like, that, that is a point, right? Like, I get you're not trying to, like, boost stats for fancy football, but to win games, you put the ball in the best player's hands, and McDaniel's doing exactly that. You saw Mostert get the ball uh, more this week, and he's an explosive guy. And, I mean, two is dropping back. He's looking for Waddle and Tyreek. They're two extreme playmakers, and get the ball in their hands. And, uh, and McDaniel, so far, what's he beat? Uh, he beat Belichick uh, in one of the weeks, and uh, he beat uh, Harbaugh in the other week. Like, that's pretty good uh, – Pretty good start to your coaching career right there. Uh, I really like Lions-Vikings. I think the Lions are, are weirdly a really fun team. And some of that's the, the hard knocks bump that we know some of these players, but they're fun. They play hard. They don't they don't give in at all. You know, their their motto is grit, but it like it kind of shows up in the game. Like they can be down two touchdowns and they're still playing hard. Uh, Jared Goff with his new offense coordinator looks pretty good. Amon Ra looks awesome. Um, he's got some weapons, and that's a, and they can't stop anybody. So that's exactly what we want in fantasy. Uh, Kirk Cousins, luckily not playing in prime time this week, so that'll help out the cause. Um, but uh, that's a game that uh, of the three feels the most like possible to get to like a you know a thirty eight thirty five kind of thing that we would love for fantasy. Yep, I think so too. Yeah, I'm going to stack that game as well. I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to include the quarterbacks. Um, oh, interesting. I just I, I don't really want to pay sixty seven hundred for Cousins. For cousins, um, yeah. I, I, I definitely play some golf though with with Amon Ra and maybe Hawkinson as well. But there's just there's good pieces all over that game. Jefferson, Irv Smith, even Thielen, and then all the guys on Detroit. So yeah, I, I really like that game. And really you even like mentioned it. both running backs are very very playable this week too. So it's a it's a it's a really fun game, and it's a good thing. It's a good point of the quarterbacks. Like last week, we had I think we had no we had no Allen, no Mahomes, no Herbert, and no Hurts on the slate. Like that's a that's a, that's four big names that were off the main slate. All those guys were on the slate this week. Plus Jackson's still on there. Kyler's on there this week. Like we've got we've got six quarterbacks over seven thousand. It's a it's a it's a it's a great week of quarterbacks. They're all playing on the slate. Uh, you know the 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 Monday night the Monday night and Sunday night games don't take a lot of names off. Thursday we saw uh, you know uh, Trubisky and uh, and uh, and Jacoby Brissett come off the slate, and we got Russell Wilson, and uh, we'll talk a second. Luckily we don't talk about the 49ers because that would just make me sad again. But uh, we got Jimmy G on the slate on Sunday night, believe it or not, and then uh, obviously uh, you know Cowboys Cooper Rush. We're not worried about that. Daniel Jones on my night. All the all the night games are like not big name quarterbacks except for Russ. Right. You look at these other guys that we haven't even mentioned that are like afterthoughts on this yeah. slate. Rodgers, Brady, Stafford, Burrow, Kyler Murray. So, yeah, one like of, all one the of, one of, Just a, a spoiler. One of those will not be an afterthought for me. <laughs> okay. 
my uh, my sneaky slate my sneaky stack comes from that group right i now. like that yeah because those guys I, uh, are... there's one of those guys i really love this week so uh we will get there uh we do have some low totals uh you know don't want to think it's all about uh, fireworks this week we've got two games uh, we got a game at 40 the texans and the bears that is a gr- that's a gross game right there. that's a gross game of offense um you know the the bears are uh justin fields it's 15 of 28 passing not last week but on the season yeah, really he's weird. Throwing, just... He's completed 15 passes in two weeks. Like, this is not 2022 NFL. I don't know what they're doing there. The Packers game was really weird to see because yeah. they were sort of down big-ish yeah. the whole game. So how they do you lost end with 11 passes? Yeah, they, they lost by 17, and he had 11 or 12 attempts. Like, I get the week before is in a monsoon against the 49ers. He still had 18 passes or something that week. Uh, 11 or 12 in a game you lose by 17 is just a weird, strange game. I guess it's just not. They're under Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' spell at some point. Uh, we've got the Saints and Panthers at 41. Uh, Packers or Packers Bucks like a great game, but that totals 42. Uh, the Bucks are missing everyone. The Packers are missing a lot of guys on uh, both the receiving cores are way way down. But you know you get Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady on Sunday afternoon. That's gonna be a must watch game. Uh, Falcon Seahawks is at 42 also, and then we got Ravens Pats at 43 and a half. So we do have a number of games that are uh, that are low low totals, but we have a lot of fun games this week. Um, any of those games in the lows that you're just avoiding totally? I think that. Uh, I think that uh, Saints, Panthers, and, uh, and and Texans, Bears kind of fell that way to me. There's a couple guys here and there, but um, those games really seem like low-scoring defensive battles. Yeah, Saints, Panthers, really n- no interest there except maybe the defense. And then Texans in Chicago, yeah, the, there's one or two decent pieces on each side that we'll talk about. Um, yeah, there's one of these games, I don't know, I guess we'll get into it later. I like one of these low total games for a stack, though. Oh, do it now. Which game do you kind of like? Sure. I like this Atlanta Seattle game for a stack. Okay. Actually. Um, I On, think that, I, that's funny. Cause I have two sneaky stacks. One's the one I mentioned. And the other one is Marcus Mariota. It, there it is. It's Marcus. Ah, Mariota. Wow, nice. Uh, I like to hear it. He is. He just looks a bit too cheap still after 18 rushing attempts in the first two weeks, 88 yards on the ground. Pretty good matchup now against Seattle. And uh and, and easy of, easy stack, right? You either play exactly. you play London or you play both. Like there's just it's a very clear um way to go. Like you don't have to worry about anybody else. I think that's it. rushing yards and throw to those two guys is what you're kind of hoping for. That's yeah, and that's actually the main question I had for you was it's an easy stack. Now, if you're just gonna play one of those guys, I know you've liked Kyle Pitts the first two weeks and it hasn't really worked out. So if you just were gonna play one, would you pair Mariota with London or Pitts? It hasn't worked out. I hadn't heard that anywhere. <laughs> um, I'm going Kyle Pitts this week. Uh spoiler alert on my popular tight end. I think it's forty eight hundred is just too cheap. I'm I'm jumping back in. I'm jumping back in for a week. It's so cheap. I, I love Drake London too. We talked about him last week. I think he's 5,800, but uh, I think I'm going with Pitts 4,800. I'm stacking every, I'm stacking up everybody else. I think you go, you start Mariota Pitts. Uh, you can really do a lot with your lineups. I agree. Yeah. Th- this is the spot. I mean, he's got to do it this week. And then on the Seattle side, you know, normally I wouldn't love rostering one of Geno Smith's receivers, but Lockett and Metcalf are both still pretty cheap and Geno yep. Smith hasn't looked that bad. Um, you know, he might not be that much of a downgrade from Russ and Lockett or Metcalf. One of those guys can have a big game. Lockett had a big game last week. Yep. Um, so I think it's a cheap stack and it's pretty easy to, to make the decisions of who you want to play in that game. So yeah, I like that yeah. one a lot. 
the hardest thing is deciding which Seattle receiver. You're kind of guessing at that point. It's been that way for years. But, yeah, they're both guys that can go off. I think DK had, like, a crazy catch last week that came back. So, like, he's still obviously really good. But uh, let's jump in who we think are going to be the, the popular plays, first of all. But first, a note from our sponsors at Brothrow. Have you ever bet on sports with your buddies? Brothrow is the only sports betting platform that lets you bet directly with your friends. And Brothrow doesn't take a cut of, a cut of every bet. No fees, no juice, no middleman. Brothrow is not a sports book. You bet on sports directly against other users with no juice or vig, which saves you ton of, a ton of money over time. Betting 11 to win 10 stinks. With Brothrow, you bet 10 to win 10. Brothrow offers a hassle-free sign-up process that lets you in the action in seconds. And you don't have to deposit money on Brothrow either. Instead, you play other bettors directly. Throw out your first bet and go to brothrow.com slash roto. That's R-O-T-O and use the code roto. Brothrow is a free to sign up. Cut out the middleman and start betting on Brothrow. That's brothrow.com slash roto. So let's talk about who we think is going to be popular this week. Uh, starting at quarterback, um, you mentioned Kirk Cousins earlier. I don't know if I love the price either. I just think it's 6700 I think he does get some play this week. He's got he's got an easy stack with Jefferson. You can play some Irv Smith like you mentioned. Um, the game isn't in prime time. I joked about before, but it is bad when it's nighttime. The Lions play a lot of man-to-man. They blitz a lot. I just see some big plays here. The Lions have been smoked so far by Jalen Hurts and by Carson Wentz. Um, the matchup just seems to set up really well, plus the total, plus the easy stack. You can come back with St. Brown. It seems like a, just kind of an easy play that I think a lot of people will go to. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't. I, I didn't mean to scare anyone off uh, the Cousins train. It's very easy to just pair him, Jefferson, and Irv Smith because Irv's 3,100. We see Cousins throw for 350 and four touchdowns, you know, a few times per season. And it's these spots against the Lions where it happens. So, yeah, Cousins will be relatively popular in tournaments and rightfully so. Uh, I think for cash games, quarterbacks not quite as clear cut. Um, I think people will go to Mariota all the way down okay. uh, just because of the rushing and because he lets you afford. There, there's so many guys to play this week and there might not be there might not be that much cheap value to afford it. So people might choose to save at quarterback. If not, probably hurts at 76. You know, Allen at 82 is is just a lot for cash games. Um, yeah. But I think Allen, Hurts, and Mariota at least project the best from a point per dollar perspective. Yeah, it makes sense. I think the top uh, the top after seven up above seven thousand just gets spread out. I think you can get so many names up there. I, I agree with you. I think Hertz is probably the, the most popular coming off the Monday night game. In a game against Washington, they have a high implied team total. Um, do you think anybody plays Justin Herbert this week? Not really. Because it and feels like it feels like one hit and he could be out of the game, right? Right, but I think that's an interesting stack if Keenan yeah. Allen's out especially because then it just becomes pretty easy to play Herbert, Mike Williams, and, and Everett maybe, or in, and Palmer maybe. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think many people play him, and I think I'd be interested if, if Keenan Allen was out again. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big risk because he takes the he takes the wrong hit in the first quarter. You got a zero, but you know when you get someone like Justin Herbert in a very low roster ship, like it becomes pretty interesting. It's it's a risky play, but it's one that could play off huge. He's obviously has a massive upside um, home against Jacksonville, but uh, you have to know that going in that there, there's a chance that you can look up and he's uh, he's walking to the sideline gingerly because the you know torn rib cartilage is not uh, not uh, not especially. It's going to definitely gonna be painful. Um, I, I assume they will have him kind of strapped up with a vest and all that, but uh, something he's going to play. Uh, obviously we don't know that and that goes out the window. He doesn't play, but uh, it's, it's interesting there. What about, uh, what about running back? Do you think there's anybody that jumped off the page to you? That's like, uh, everybody's going to have this guy this week. Yeah, definitely for cash games. Leonard Fournette's going to be the most popular. 
Um, he's he's the one guy I mentioned that like lack of mid range. He's the one guy that just sticks out. Sixty five hundred. He just is, there's like nobody around him. It's it's a weird range where you just kind of it's easy to scroll and click him. Yeah. So yeah. So his his salary keeps going down, and then with Evans suspended now and Godwin probably out, it looks like. Uh, yeah, it just makes Fournette look like too good a value because of the passes he catches. And I think right below that, there's another guy. Uh, David Montgomery yeah. will be relatively popular. Cheap price tag and a great matchup at home against the Texans. Clearly, you know, the Bears' number one weapon. Um, so I think those are the two guys, at least in, in the mid-range, that'll be popular. In the expensive range, there's somebody that sticks out to you. For me, it was Dalvin Cook. I think he'll be the most popular at 7,900. Uh, slow start last week. He got game scripted out of that game. They were uh, It was a weird game. They were uh, they were behind pretty quickly to, uh, to Philadelphia. Only 10 touches. Uh, I like when the coach says after the game, I need to get him more involved. I love that when you kind of go into game planning. And Detroit's allowed the second most point per game so far to running backs. I think that they, you can run against them. Uh, we mentioned Detroit. They're fun. They're gritty. But they can be scored upon. Uh, they can come back, but they can also be scored upon. They've given up a lot of points already this year. Um, they've scored a lot of points, but they've given up a lot of points too. Uh, I just think Cook is, is a little underpriced. When you look at, uh, you know, he's uh, 1,100 less than Taylor, 900 less than McCaffrey. He's less than Derrick Henry, who has not looked good so far this year. He's less than Austin Eckler, who's not looked good so far this year. Um, I think Cook slides in that range right there where I, I put him with those top guys this week, and he's not priced that way. So I think he'll be pretty popular. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I, I'm on Cook as well. And uh, you wouldn't be surprised if he's the top scorer at the position and he's $1,000 cheaper than Taylor and McCaffrey. It's just a great spot home against the Lions. So, yeah, definitely Dalvin Cook for me. Uh, the other guy, what we just talked about, if Keenan Allen is out again, I'll I'll have some Eckler as well. Yeah, nine, catches on 11, nine catches on 10 targets last week and just a great matchup at, at home against the Jags. Maybe not great matchup, but good matchup, uh, especially if Keenan Allen's out. So, yeah, Cook number one and then Eckler. So in terms of popularity, receivers interesting because you've got Cups ninety nine hundred, Jefferson's ninety three hundred, Adams eighty four hundred, Jamar Chase eighty one. Then right under them, you've got the two stars from last week. You've got uh, Stephon Diggs at seventy seven hundred. He would not be seventy seven hundred if that game had not been played on Monday night. He had three touchdowns, and then Tyreek Hill seventy six hundred. Like it's so hard. A cup is so good. Jefferson's so good, but boy, it's hard to pay twenty two hundred dollars more than it is to, than it is for Diggs and Hill. Yeah, it's really hard, and I think that's what what the ownership is going to show. Diggs, Diggs will probably be the most popular. Uh, like you mentioned, he'd be more expensive uh, if if that Monday night game had been counted. But I think people will figure they can get the production of Cup and Jefferson, you know, for quite a bit cheaper with Diggs. So I think Diggs will be the most popular. And I think Amon Ra is still underpriced. Yep. And, you know, people are all over him now. Like you mentioned, he's the talk of fantasy football. So I think Diggs and Amon Ra, uh, probably the most popular in this you, expensive uh, range. Did you see Amon Ra shading Diami Brown after the game? Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Just, I mean, savage and brutal, but like, he has a chip on his shoulder that is freaking gigantic. You gotta like, love this Lions dude. team, man. He, like Dan Campbell, Amon Ra. I mean, they're just such an easy group to root for, and they're they've been really good for DFS as well. 
Yeah, it's funny. Draymond Green always has that. They ask the question, he can name everybody that's drafted in front of him. And Amon Ra can do the same thing. They both feel like chip on their shoulder guys, and he can name every receiver taken in front of him. And then the names are not they're not great when you some of them are, but the names are not great. Just calling out Jimmy Brown. I, I laughed. It was it was mean and savage, but it was uh you know I love that stuff. It was pretty funny. I love it too. Uh tight end, my answer here is easy. I think Kyle Pitts at 4,800 is gonna get some popularity. I just think that price is too low. There will be some people like, screw it, I'm not going back to him. But uh, I think he ends up uh, pretty popular. I think him and Waller maybe, maybe the too much popular. I think it's hard to get to Kelsey and Andrews as you, as you build a lineup. Waller feels like maybe the, the discount stud guy, and then Pitts just seems underpriced to me. Yeah, I don't even think people will go to Waller, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think you're right, Pitts for sure. And then under that, it's going to be two guys, uh, Hawkinson, one, yep. because he's in that game with the 52 total, and he's had seven targets in each of the first two games. Good call. Um, and Higby as well, nine targets and 11 targets uh, f- for Higby. So I think, yeah, it's that mid-range. Goddard, too. You know, don't, don't forget about Goddard. Yeah. So I think I think that whole range will get some ownership. Yeah, that, that 4,000 range is actually pretty good this week. There's a lot yeah. of guys. I found it, as I was building anything, I found it hard to get up to the expensive tight end just because I like the guys in the 4,000s um, so much. But – uh, if we're talking favorite game stacks, like this is where you're going with your quarterback receivers. You know, we've talked about some guys to be popular, but where are you going is like your, uh, all right, we're going to get uh, get the most points here. We're going to play the high total games. Where are you going stack-wise this week? Yeah, I think it might be the, the one I mentioned in the 41 total, actually, this Mariota wow, Atlanta right. stack. Um, just briefly, I'll mention I'll mention another one after, but, you know, I want to play these guys that we mentioned, Dalvin Cook and Stefan Diggs and Amon Ra and other expensive running backs. So what, you know, what if you want to play Cooper Cup and Jefferson? There's just, there's so many guys this week. And I know we'll talk about some cheap guys later, but there's no cheap guys that are really jumping out as, as yeah. great plays. So especially, not, at, especially at running back, there's no like I, obvious uh, kind of guys to throw in there. Yeah. I, I like the Mariota stacking kind of just hope he can do enough. Um, as far as these other stacks, mention no for KC. I like the Bills stack for sure. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, Diggs, and we got to see what's going to happen with Gabe Davis. But if Gabe Davis is out again, then yeah, I think you can pair Allen with another guy. I don't mind pairing him with Dawson Knox. Yep. And Miami too, just such a such a great team now to run it back with. I wrote the same thing in my article that you mentioned with Miami it's all going to Hill and Waddle, uh, 25 targets and 24 targets, I believe. And, you know, if you were Tua, you'd be doing the same thing. They're your best players. You want to win games. They give you the best chance to complete passes and score touchdowns. So it's nice to just see Tua targeting them like that. So I think then, the Bills stack would be mine. Um, what about you? And the, I just want to go back on that. The thing with Waddle, was they're actually Matiano's using him really well. Like it seemed like last year, like, they turned Waddle into like short, you know, in in space, getting quick passes. But like they're using him both ways, using him short passes, using him down the field. Like they're using Waddle really well. Uh, the dance is awesome every time he pulls it out. So I love when Waddle scores. But yeah, I mean, Bills is my favorite one too. And I mean, it's it, it's pretty obvious. It's uh, it's just the total works. The players work both ways. You can play Allen with Diggs, come back with them. And you have to get cheap elsewhere to do that. I mean, they're, they're, none of those guys are cheap, although Diggs is, like we said, 2,000 cheaper than than, than Cup and, and uh, you know, 1,600 cheaper than Jefferson. But it, it just works well. Um, it's obvious. Uh, but Allen, you know, Allen has eight touchdowns already on the year. He's been top five QB in both weeks. He's been back-to-back years as the number one quarterback. 
I don't think anybody's been three in a row since like the early 2000s. I forget who it was, but there was someone that was uh, three years in a row as quarterback one. Really hard to do. Uh, you know, obviously Lamar was really good against Miami. We talked about the, you know, Miami came back, but Lamar went crazy in that game. I think Lamar in some formats had more points than Tua did. He had that 80-yard touchdown yeah. run. They had the, the Bateman touchdown, the Andrews touchdown. Like Miami gave it up too. Like we talked about how great Miami was, but um, you know they gave 38 points on defense too. So this game should be uh, should be fun. The key thing also with this game is that, that Buffalo's missing a ton of guys in the secondary. Their uh, their front seven's really good, but I, you got to think that Tyree and Waddle get out. They just uh, they ruled out Micah Hyde uh, this morning. Uh, I think Dane Jackson's not playing. Uh, it's Freyus White's obviously not back yet. They're just uh, Jordan Phillips is out too for their defense. They're just. They're they're really banged up in the secondary, and I think that's going to give a chance for uh, to for Miami to kind of hang with them for a little bit at least. But my favorite stack outside of that was a, a sneakier one, you know, not one of the bigger games. Um, I really like the Cincinnati Bengals stack this week. I love uh, I love this bounce back. Everybody's down on the offense, down on the offensive line, but Burrow's still throwing a lot. Um, their team implied total is still twenty five, still pretty good. Uh, the Jets don't play any cover two, which is what people have been doing at Burrow to kind of mess him up. I don't think the Jets can get after the quarterback quite as much as uh, as the other teams the Bengals played. The Jets are allowing 7.8 yards per attempt. I think it's a really nice bounce back spot. Burrow's only 6,600. You save a, a bunch of money from that top tier. Uh, Chase is 8,100. And the Chase thing I want to mention, because I think the Chase part of this is probably the most interesting uh, aspect of why I like it so much. I don't think anybody's going to play Jamar Chase. If you're like looking at Chase, you're like, oh, I'll just go down to Diggs, down to Hill, down to Amon Ross St. Brown. It's so easy to get from his price and be like, I'm just going to drop down these other guys in these big games, these big names, the guys who are going off. Chase is quiet last week. Uh, he had a big first week, but quiet last week. Uh, but then you're like, if you look at Chase and you're like above, like, I'll just go up to Devontae Adams. I'll go up to Jefferson and Cup. Like, I think he falls in this weird middle range where nobody's going to play him. And I love a stud receiver that nobody's going to play. I love Burrow Chase this week. Man, that's yeah, that's such a good call with Chase. Just nobody's gonna play him. I was right? not it's... expecting you to say the Bengals. I mean, <laughs> not at all. Good, I like it. That is that is the exact reason. I was just gonna ask you if the Bengals are even gonna win this week because man, I caused myself some more pain on Sunday. I had the Bengals money line in my parlays and they did it to me again, just like just like oh, that, was, one. that was so, the cow- Cowboys loss, right. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I mean, no way Cooper Rush beats the Bengals, right? But yeah, and their their uh, offensive line is a mess. Don't get me wrong, but Burrow can still sling it. Um, I, the great part is like at the, for this stack, I don't care if they win. I kind of hope not. I hope the Jets score a bunch of points too. Yeah. You look at the you look at the Jets last week, and I mean they scored thirty one on the Browns. Granted that the last two touchdowns were pretty you know fluky how fast they scored them, but um, the Browns can play defense a little bit. Flacco is not good, but Flacco's distributing out. They the Jets have. Really interesting yeah. receivers. And my favorite part about this is then you come back on the other side with Elijah Moore at 5,000. Everybody's going to play Garrett Wilson this week. He's 5,400. I like going underneath that. I like going to Elijah Moore. Um, I think that, they, that it's going to be a week where Moore is going to you know, bounce back a little bit. Wilson was the big week last week. I like coming back with Moore this week at a low, at a low uh, percentage also. Yeah, I like that. That Jamar Chase is that's a that's a tournament winning play right yeah. there, and and you, you can even run it back with one of those running backs. I don't know. There isn't much for cheap running backs this week. Yeah. Michael Carter could he could have a good game for fifty two hundred. Yeah. Just the last stack, I'll, I'll just piggyback on it a little. You briefly mentioned it at the start, but the Lion stack looks really good. Yeah, Jared Goff, Amon Ra, throw Hawkinson in there if you want, and then the run back is just pretty easy. You can Dalvin Cook or Jefferson. Yep. So yeah, I think that that Lions one looks pretty good too. 
And on those high-scoring games, I, I kind of like getting the the less popular of the two uh, two stacks. I think that Detroit will be less popular than Minnesota. I think more people will have uh, Cousins, Jefferson, and come back with Amon Ra. I like what you're saying. I like I like Goff, Amon Ra, and then I like coming back with Cook myself. Yeah, me too. Any other quarterbacks? Uh, what does one do with Lamar this week? Obviously, last week was massive. He had 119 yards rushing, six passing touchdowns for Lamar through two weeks. That you know he's uh, Bateman's hitting some big ones, Andrews hitting some big ones, uh, Devin Duvernay hit a couple big ones the first week. Playing against New England, though, like I feel like Belichick, you know, if nothing else, mucks up games. He's eight thousand. Um, I didn't find myself going to Lamar this week, and that usually turns out to be a mistake because he's obviously insanely explosive. Yeah, I'm with you. This matchup at New England is just not one I usually like to target, and all these other options it seems hard to get to Lamar. But I feel like most people will feel, or most people will think the same. So Lamar is another one of those that. Probably won't get much ownership up here. And last week, he was pretty much all there was uh, in the expensive range, and still not many people played him. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't have much interest. I don't think the field will either. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's just kind of lingering there without a without – it's just it's a weird spot for them. And then obviously with that Bills game, you could flip it. You could go the two a stack if you wanted to. We mentioned everybody's out for Buffalo. Uh, Jordan Poyer – who is their, uh, their safety is also kind of unclear if he's going to play. Like, they are decimated in the secondary. Without Hyde, Dane Jackson, maybe Poyer, and Jafarius White, like, they're going to be throwing a couple rookies out there. Um, Got to think Hill and Waddle can get open on that. That's going to be a fun game. But uh, let's talk about running backs. But first, a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Hey, football fans, get your jerseys on and your tailgate snacks ready. That's right, NFL season is back, and so is your chance to score tickets with Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app or visit vividseats.com to see your team's schedule, compare tickets, and secure your spot in the stands. As the only ticketing company with a rewards program, Vivid Seats is the winning app for NFL fans just like you. Earn credit when you buy 10 tickets, then cash those credits in to catch more games all season long. With tickets from Vivid Seats, you go from watching the game to being part of it. Go to vividseats.com or find us in the app store to browse unbeatable seats. We'll see you in the stadium. Also a note from our sponsors, the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We thank you for indulging us there. Uh, 
So, Ryan, let's jump into uh, running backs. We kind of mentioned guys at the top when we were talking about who's going to be popular, but um, above like 7,000, we got Taylor at 9,000. We got McCaffrey at 800 back on the injury report yesterday. Says he's fine, but he's always on there. Uh, Derrick Henry, 8,100. Eckler, 8,000. Cook, 79. Mixon, 76. Aaron Jones, 74. Swift, 72. It's a big range. Um, Where are you going with the range? I think I've kind of made it clear that Dalvin Cook's my favorite here, but what are you thinking of this range? Yeah, I'm 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 with you on this one. Uh, it's Cook for me, and maybe Eckler for me. Okay, uh, right next to each other. Part is, of my uh, does Keith Allen have to not play for you to go Eckler, or is that uh, can I, you go either way? Yeah, I think so actually, because just because, um, obviously Eckler can still have big games with Allen, but just for me, I would rather just get more exposure to Dalvin Cook um, rather than you know I would probably not have to not play cook on those Eckler teams. So yeah, yeah. I, I would want Keenan Allen to be out and then I just maybe double my exposure to cook. But yeah, part of my downfall last week was trying to, was getting to Jonathan Taylor. When, when Pittman got ruled out on Saturday, I don't know. I convinced myself that he was, you know, for sure going to get 35 touches, probably have a big game against Jacksonville. And oh man, that the opposite happened really. That was just um, a, that game went sideways fast, and I mean he had he had ten touches. That should never happen. Yeah, it's you know it's it's one of those spots though where you can see Taylor having a big game here, and not many people will be on him. Um, you know, if I, I Indy, think him and him and McCaffrey are pretty low percentage this week, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, you know, when you can get guys like that that have the ceilings that they do, when people aren't going to roster them, it, it makes sense to take a chance on. I'm I'm not really going to do it. I'd rather spend at receiver. I don't know. What about you? I, I'm finding it hard to get there. I may try and get creative. And, you know, I, I always like those guys when they're unpopular because, like, obviously they're huge ceilings. Um, McCaffrey's questionable, but, man, he's going against the New Orleans run D. They held uh, Tampa to, what, 26 carries for 66 yards last week. Um, he only has 10 targets so far, which is my biggest thing with McCaffrey. Like, you want him to have 10 targets a week, not 10 targets over two weeks. And he just uh, – he, he looked good last week at a 50-yard run. He had 128 total yards, but uh, – I know that offense is just such a mess right now. It's hard to pay up for uh, up for McCaffrey. Um, what did, Derek Henry's eighty one hundred going against the, uh, the the Raiders, and he was thirteen carries for twenty five yards a minute. He does not look the same as last five games. He came back from surgery under three yards per carry, no catches through two games. Like the big thing last year, starting the year was like he was involved in the passing game, and that was just boosting up his value so much more than it always was. Uh, nobody's going to have him this week, right? With Cook and Eckler right there, like. If you wanted to go, uh, you know, go completely game theory and go uh, go low roster, you go Derrick Henry. But I have not liked what I've seen so far from this Titans offense. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you're spot on with all that. Uh, the Titans offense just looks much worse now without yeah. AJ Brown and Henry coming off the injury. Everything you mentioned, not catching passes, and then uh, this Raiders team—they're playing quite a bit slower than one of the slowest teams in the league, and slower than people expected. Um, you know, not running as many plays it's affected cars attempts and just, it'll, it'll, it'll I don't know. I, I'm off that game in general. Um, Henry will have to rush for, I don't know. It just, you know, yeah, he has to rush for a huge game to, to get you there. And yeah, and he could do, I mean, he could throw up 140 yards and three touchdowns. I don't think anybody's going to blink, but I just, it's, it's not where I'm going this week. What about lower in this range? Um, We've got Joe Mixon. We have Aaron Jones, who uh, had a really big week last week with the two touchdowns at 170 total yards. 
We got DeAndre Swift, 7,200. He only played 50% of snaps last week because of the injury, but still 87 yards. A receiving touchdown. He had like a 40 or 50 yard run to early in the game. I, I didn't, I, I, I remember looking at him like, oh, I just can't play him. I think a snap share would be down. And then he runs for 55 yards or whatever on the first carry. Um, Minnesota hasn't been great against the run. DeAndre Swift's averaging 10 point yards for, per touch. That is a bonkers stat right there in a game that's going up. I think he's my favorite of these three guys. I think that oh, you think that uh, as long as he's cleared, the snap count should go back up a little bit. You always worry about Jamal Williams getting, you know, pulled, getting pulled uh, at the goal line or Swift getting pulled for Jamal Williams at the goal line. Um, any interest in this Mixon Jones uh, Swift group down here? Yeah, um, maybe it would, it would be this, it would be Swift. Like you said, I, I didn't play Swift last week either. Cause I was worried about the snap share you know, seven touches. I don't know. I, I see he five targets, but I don't know. I want more than that for 7,200. Right. He's looked great when he's been in yeah. there. 50 yards run awesome. in both games, and he caught that touchdown. I don't know. I'm re- I'm really worried about that usage, though. Uh, Mixon. Yeah, the opposite with Mixon. It hasn't looked good, but the usage is huge. This is a spot for Mixon where you're going to get him a little bit less popular. And, yeah, it, could be a good spot against the Jets. I don't know though. No, talk to me more about about Swift though. Is is he going to get the usage this week? I'm going to need a I'm going to need a quote that says he's for full go or something like that. I'm going to need something. I mean, I love Swift, but you're right. Uh, seven or eight touches is not going to get it done. I can't. You can't count on the 50 yard touchdown each week. But uh, Mixon's wild. Mixon has 56 touches already so far this year through through two weeks, and those are games that you know the Bengals weren't like winning by a lot. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that uh, you know the Bengals haven't been winning very much. We talked about your bets there, but um, we didn't get the game script we wanted last week. We thought we'd get it against the Cowboys, didn't get it. Uh, the offensive line, we always talk about the offensive line with Burrow, but the offensive line hurts Mixon too. He's, he's about three yards a carry. Um, like everything is like contact right away. He's not getting like a lot of yards before contact. Uh, but the Browns, we talked about Nick Chubb. The Browns had 186 yards rushing and three touchdowns um, against the Jets, or 186 yards total for the running backs and three touchdowns last week against the Jets. So the matchup's nice. Uh, I'm probably not doing it this week because I'm going to go, I'm going with the passing game in that game as we talked about earlier. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I'm pretty much. We'll get into some of these other backs down here, I guess, but I'm pretty much just focused on three running backs this week. Dalvin Cook up top, Fournette in the middle, maybe Montgomery below. I mean, yeah, I'm not really looking many place, many other places, I guess. You're the uh, you're the Packers guy. I talked about that. I just find it tough. Like, Jones was awesome last week, but he had 18 touches. Dylan had 19. Like, it's just so hard when you know they're splitting to try to figure out what's going on. It's who scores the touchdowns. That's always hard to time. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, I was all over Jones week one, and he didn't really do it. And then last week he goes off. It's just it's a tough matchup. uh, Yeah, I guess everybody's tough. This game, though, like the injuries are going to be important in that game, I guess more so at receiver. But, you know, if some of these Packers receivers are out, um, yeah, I don't mind the running backs. No one's going to play these guys, but it's just not a matchup I want to target. Maybe in the afternoon – four game slate, but not on the main slate. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a matchup. I don't really want to attack very much. I think that Jones probably gets the edge for me just because I think all those receivers are out. I think he catches a bunch of passes, but um, so you talked about Fournette down in this, uh, in this kind of mid range. He's 6,500. Um, he's priced really well. Um, 36, uh, like 36 touches already or something like that. Uh, two, he only, yeah, only 2.7 yards per carry. He's not been very effective, but he has 48 and a half percent of Tampa Bay's touches overall. Like not just out of running back, but yeah, overall Tampa Bay touches. Uh, everybody is out. Mike Evans suspended for his uh, his Lattimore push. Uh, Godwin's out. 
Uh, there's just there's just not a lot for to, for Brady to kind of lean back on. Green Bay's allowed like six yards per carry so far this year. They've been run against pretty well. So I just think Fournette kind of sets up well. And he's the only name in this range we mentioned earlier. I think he's got to be popular. Yeah, he's just got to be. Um, you mentioned he was up against a tough run defense last week. And then if we remember back to last season, Fournette was catching six, seven, eight yeah. passes like just about every week there for a while. And with with Evans and Godwin out, yeah, it's just a good spot and he's too cheap. So I, Fournette for me. Um, I guess and there's you, other guys down here yeah, you can go for. But You mentioned David Montgomery. He was the one guy that did play well against uh, the Packers. He was 15 for 122 rushing. Um, actually in a game where they're a small favorite. I didn't think we'd see that very often this year, but they're a small favorite over Houston. Houston's allowing 4.8 yards per carry. I think that uh, you know if people want to get cheap, cheap, his name sticks out pretty well above everybody else under 6,000. Yeah, you're you're not uh, you're not going to get many spots this year where the Bears are favorite. So yeah. uh, Montgomery under six K for a guy that again catches passes as well and is always out there. And now you add a little touchdown equity and maybe positive game script if they got the lead. So yeah, I definitely want to take a chance on Montgomery. I uh, I also like Miles Sanders actually down here. He's fifty five hundred. A nice game script set up for him. They are favored against the Commanders. Um, he had seventeen carries last week. Like that's pretty actively involved for a for a Philadelphia running back. He had eighty yards rushing. Uh, looks pretty good. Washington is allowed six point eight yards per carry so far on the on the two uh, the early two week season. Highest in the NFL. I think they are primed to run against. Um, I like Sanders to bust a big play and get some usage in there at fifty five hundred. I think I'm all about that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Sanders. I, if I remember last year, he, he's not one of your favorite guys. He's uh, He is frustrating. There's no doubt about it. I think that uh, they seem to be using him well. I think he's talented. I think he could break one. He's obviously a, kind of a, a risk-reward kind of guy. But uh, I like the setup here. I like the matchup here. I like the usage so far this season. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tepidly put my toe in the water here and get back in the Miles Sanders business, uh, it, just mostly because of the price. I mean, week one – he had 13 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. His first touchdown, it was very well publicized. He didn't score it all last year and scored in week one. Um, I just think this spot lines up really well. 5,500, I think uh, I think I'm in this week. Is there is there anybody else uh, under 6,000 that you find yourself playing? Because I, uh, I had trouble finding a bunch of guys in here. For me, it was Montgomery and Sanders, and that was kind of about it. Yeah, same for me, actually. Again, for me, it's Sanders. Uh, Again, you know, it never feels great rostering Sanders, but right. the Eagles, the Eagles look a little better this year. Everything you said, he's cheap. Um, he you got a he, got a running quarterback to take attention away. I just think it all it all lines up nicely for for some big plays in this offense. Yeah, and you know, Hertz rushed for a couple touchdowns last week. That each of their backups scored a touchdown the week before. So yep. like, there's opportunities for Sanders to maybe get more touches around the goal line. Some people might read that as maybe he'll get less. They have all these other options, but uh, no, I, I like Sanders. Uh, it was nice to see him get all those carries last week. As far as the rest of this range. No, I don't really like anybody. The guy who seems to be like the most popular, just based on projections. I don't know. It seems like Josh Jacobs is going to get some, some ownership just because he's 5,400. His price just keeps dropping. Um, look, I, I understand it because they're favored against Tennessee. Um, but I mentioned, I just, I don't love that game. The Raiders playing slow Tennessee running the ball. Like you can see that game just wasting away, but yeah, uh, people seem to like Jacobs at least a little bit. 
Um, let's see anything else in that, uh, in that range. I mean, it just seems like it's tough. There's a, uh, there's the Rams in there with this, with the kind of split backfield. There's Jacksonville with the split backfield. It's just, it's just a lot of teams in there that like are just splitting care the jets, same kind of way with, with Hall and, uh, with Hall and, uh, Michael Carl. It just seems like it, it's a tough range to find everybody. Yeah. I really think I'm just not going to force it. And I'm probably going to plant my flag with Fournette and Montgomery and Sanders and cook and, Maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into uh, receivers. But first, a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com. You'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight fight today uh so we kind of already talked about expensive receivers um you know cup and jefferson are 9900 9300 adams is 8400 coming off the the two for 12 game he did score but that was a that was a rough game if you played the chalk there uh, we mentioned i love jamar chase 8100 this week um what are you doing above this eight thousand dollar range are you finding yourself kind of dipping down to the tyreek um stefan diggs range are you gonna play anybody up here do you have a favorite what are you doing this uh, expensive range yeah um well, digs. I'm definitely going to have some digs, so that's going to make it tough to get too much of these other it guys. Yeah. Now, to be honest, I haven't quite decided yet. Um, you make some really good points about Chase. I'm not going to play Adams. Um, I don't know. Like, do you have a take on Adams and the Raiders? Adams scored instantly last week. That game ended up as you know somewhat of a shootout. It went to overtime, and he caught two passes. That was um, that was the weirdest second half of offense I've seen in a long time from the Raiders. They were up what twenty to nothing at halftime or twenty whatever it was, and had like fifty five yards against Arizona in the second half. Like I don't know what happened. Uh, they, I don't know if they went in a shell. I mean, J- Jacobs had nineteen carries, so maybe that was some of it. They stopped throwing. It was just a weird game, and it just it was so strange. Like it's just like you're up twenty nothing, but keep scoring. Like it's like when they foot off the gas and they paid for it with the with the Kyler comeback. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm going chase this week. So I'm not going Adams. Um, I don't think I can get up to the top guys, but you know, the jets have allowed a, a, a league high touchdown rates of receivers through two games with, with chase. He was quiet last week. I always liked that, but still had nine targets. Um, and I, I mentioned before the price, like above Diggs and Tyreek has to help his percentage. Um, on a similar strategy note, we've got, uh, we mentioned Diggs at 7,700. We mentioned Tyreek at 7,600. We mentioned Amonrod 7,200. Uh, I kind of like going AJ Brown right in the middle there. Another play that I don't think anybody's going to take. He's seventy three hundred. I think everybody will go up or down on him. Um, you know, Kirk and Kirk and Seth Brown both uh, played really well against Washington so far. I mentioned about Washington's defense. We were talking about uh, you know Sanders and Hurts. Uh, Brown was quieter last week. He was five for sixty nine and eight targets after the big week one. But if you want to get a little different in this range with the stud, I think the AJ Brown's the least owned of these three, at least four guys. Yeah, I think you're right. Um... It's a great, it's a great receiver week. There's a lot of awesome plays, and all these guys are all these guys are pretty good under above seven thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, this it's going to be everything's going to be one at receiver this week. I yeah. at least, I think it will we'll, we'll go down, and there's a ton of plays too. But I agree with you about Philly, and I think that hurts a little mini stack with either Brown or Smith. Um, I don't think that will be as popular as people will go to all these other spots that we've mentioned already. So, yeah, I, I agree with that 
Totally. AJ Brown is going to be way less popular than these other guys in the 7K range. And obviously explosive hurts likes him. Uh, you know, Devonte Smith woke up last week, had the seven targets, seven catches. Um, so I think that I think Brown, uh, AJ Brown, not Amon Ross, Brown fits nicely in there, but we've talked about a lot of expensive guys. What do we do in the mid range this week? Let's talk like in the 6,000. We talked about Jalen Waddle. He's 6,800. He had uh, 19 targets last week. Like, Give me a break. That's wild. 11 for 171, two touchdowns. Um, you know, kind of the same secondary notes we talked about. We talked about Tua. We talked about Tyreek. Uh, the Bills are decimated in the secondary right now. I know that their front seven's great, and they will get to Tua. But when they don't, uh, Waddle and Hill are, are going to make some plays. So he's priced at 6,800. Uh, T. Higgins, if you don't want to go up to Chase with my Burrow stack, you can go T. Higgins, 6,100. Had a nice week last week after coming back concussion. Six for 71 and a touchdown. And Christian Kirk in this range, 6,200. He's still low-priced in a uh, in a pretty good game script game. You know, if Herbert plays, you got to think they're cha- they're trailing the Chargers. He was 6 for 78, two touchdowns last week on after a 100-yard game in week one. Uh, the Chargers' D is good. That's the problem here. They've shut down uh, Hunter Renfro and Juju Smith-Schuster kind of in the, in the slot receiver role that Kirk plays. But he's still underpriced, 6,200. I do like uh, that as a possible play if you want to, you know, kind of play for the second half. And Trevor Lawrence looked better last week. Uh, anything else you like in the six thousands? I mentioned Higgins, Kirk, and Waddle. Is there somebody else that uh, that you uh, you're you're a fan of this week here? Um, yeah, so definitely Higgins. Uh, Higgins is just underpriced in general. Agreed. Um, so he's even playable in cash games or as a one-off if you happen to end at that salary for sure. Um, the other guy that I would have interest in is Mike Williams. And again, uh, if, if it's, it's about Keenan Allen being out again, uh, does that have to be a, that has to be a Keenan plays. You just cross them off or are you going to, I think, I think yeah, I will. Now. I will. Yeah. It, the, like everything for me is dependent on that. I mean, you know, he's the guy when healthy, that's getting 12 targets. We saw Williams last week, Yep, 10 targets, eight catches. And, you know, Williams has such a big ceiling, uh, we see him have these two touchdown games all the time, catching deep balls. So I would definitely have some interest in Mike Williams if Keenan is out. But um, if no, other than that, uh, I agree with you. If it's Sunday morning and uh, they come out up, oh, Gabe Davis is good to go. He looked good in warmups. He's 6,300. He was four for 88 in a touchdown and five targets in week one. 6,300 is pretty cheap for uh, an explosive piece of this game. Do you play him if he says he's good to go? Obviously, there was a video of him yesterday kind of limping after he caught a ball. It wasn't great video, but – if he's playing, he says he's good to go. Are you playing him at 6,300? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough. I, I'm leaning towards no. I don't yeah. know. Like, there's there's so much at receiver. So you're going to need him to be out there healthy yep. and catch more than just a touchdown. I mean, you don't want him to have just three catches for, I don't know, 60 yards and a touchdown. Like, yeah, that's a fine game. But you need big games from these 6K guys. I'm not saying he can't do that. Uh, if I knew that he was a hundred percent healthy and going to be out there for a lot of the snaps, then sure. I don't just, I don't know if that's a spot I want to gamble on. What about you? You just feel like in, you, there's, there's a high enough possibility in quarter one, he like makes a cut and you see him like limping off the field and they're going to check out in the tent. I just, I, I yeah, I, I have to, I'll have to read on the quotes and he says he's a hundred percent going to play. He's already said that, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a really tough call. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it this week with the other names in here. I, he's got a huge upside, but, I don't think I'm going to do it. There's too much risk for me that with an ankle that he just, he got to tweak something and he's, uh, you know, he's out in the first quarter. Uh, what about the guys in the five thousands? Uh, we've, uh, we've mentioned a couple names here, but not many. Um, I'm going to let you go first. Cause I took the 6,000. What, uh, what do you like in receiver wise in the 5,000? Who are your favorite plays in here? Man, I like a lot of these guys in the top range. Um, definitely love 
Drake London with my Mariota stacks. I mean, London looks really good, and he should only get better. 12 targets last week. So really like London. Really like Cooks for the same price. It just um, He's an, 10 targets again. I mean, Cooks is – we said last week, Cooks is always going to get 10 targets. The Tex, Texans just don't really have anybody else. And the matchup against Chicago is pretty decent, and Cooks is even cheaper than he was the first two weeks. So I like Cooks as well. Uh, same price I like Lockett. Uh, in that Atlanta Seattle game that I I might run back my Atlanta stacks with yep. with Lockett. So I like all those guys, man. I, and even um I'll play some Adam Thielen as well because I don't think people are really going to use Thielen as much in that game. They're going to use Cook and Jefferson and Irv Smith and Amon Ra. And these are the times when Thielen shows up with two touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he's getting older. He's not the the player he once was, but he's still going to have those games with with a couple touchdowns. So I don't know. I like that whole top range. It's tough for me to narrow it down. Uh, what do you think? Do you uh, you didn't my guy you didn't mention? Do you like Michael Thomas at all? Fifty nine hundred. He's uh, he has a touchdown in both weeks. Uh, feels well priced with a good floor, but I don't know if the ceiling's there anymore. But uh, it's kind of hard to judge uh, Carolina's pasty, who Thomas plays against this week. They placed the Browns, the Giants, so not great pass offenses. But uh, what do you do with Thomas if he's not hundred? It feels like he's in a weird, like kind of priced well, but yeah. I, don't love, I don't love clicking the name. It's a, it's a, it's a spot that I can't really figure out myself. Yeah, and it, it's not that I don't like him, but with all those guys that I just mentioned, yeah. just won't end up getting there. You know, we mentioned at the start that that was one of the games that we're not really interested in, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just tough to know if Jameis is going to, you know, who's Jameis is going to target. We'll mention, you know, everyone's been talking about Chris Olave on the Saints. He had something crazy like 330 yeah. air yards last week. Crazy. I, I do have that stat when we talk about him, but like that, it was wild how many deep balls they threw to him. And like eight of them were completely uncatchable, but still like it, it's crazy how many shots they took at him last week. Yeah. And if Kamara is going to play too, like, I just can't t- take a chance on yeah. Thomas. No, and there's all those other guys for the same salary. So I, I like the bottom half of this range. You kind of hit the top one, which I, I like some of those plays too. I really like uh, I really like the, the locket. I love London. We talked about him last week too. But um, the Jets guys are interesting to me down here. Garrett Wilson looked shot out of a cannon last week. He looked awesome. Eight for 102, two touchdowns on 14 targets. He looked the part. Like he passed the eye test fully. That last touchdown, like he blew by the guy to, to catch that ball and – um, a nice run back for my Bengals stack. I do like Elijah Moore too. Has had two quiet games, but a really talented guy. He's run the most routes. I know that Wilson and Corey Davis have done more, but Moore's out there all the time. And I really like that. It's not like he's not playing or not seeing snaps. So I do, uh, I think both those guys are really playable. The other one in here that nobody will want, uh, Jacoby Myers at 5,000 on New England. He had a hit 13 targets last week. He was nine for 95. He's boring. He's a floor guy. He's a PPR floor guy, but uh, I think he's playable at 5,000 at that price. And, we got Devontae Smith down here at 5,200. We talked about uh, A.J. Brown and Hurts and the, and the Eagles offense. I mean, nice bounce back for Smith, 7 for 80 on 7 targets. I think he's just a really good player. It's hard to figure out where they're going to go every week. I think I go I think I go the Jets guys over him. But, uh, you know, in that range, he's got the talent. Uh, question in the chat, uh, would you play Jimmy G or Tom Brady this week? I guess that would be a season-long question. Um, I'm still playing Tom Brady. I know the receivers are out, but I still find a way that Brady will get it done uh, – I think the Niners are going to, again, try and run the ball a bunch. And I, I'd still go Brady, although it's uh, it's funny that that's even a possible question. <laughs> three week, Two weeks into the season, um, I get it. I never thought there'd be a question in week three, but uh, I'd still go Brady. 
Yeah, it's funny that that's a question. I'll, I'll side with Brady as well. Man, I didn't realize how loaded that that low 5K I know. range is loaded. Two at receiver. Wow. Um, yeah, all those guys you mentioned. Uh, I like then, Monte Smith. Yeah, I was thinking about that Eagle stack. And then the guy you didn't even mention you could run it back with is Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Who, um, Target. Nine targets again last week. Target um, monster so far. Yeah, target monster and... Uh, a few run plays too every week. So, yep. you know, a guy that can score in different ways. I don't know. I like rostering those guys. He got in the end zone last week. Uh, so great I don't know. Catch, great this, catch too. He got, he got smoked when he caught it too. It was a great this, play. This range is loaded. I mean, and yeah, I even, know. even right below it at 4,800, you got Josh Palmer. If Keenan Allen doesn't play, he's workable. Uh, a guy that I like, and I won't, I probably won't get there, is Traylon Burks. I think he's his uh, his usage in the offense going up. He was uh, up to a sixty percent snap share last week. He had six targets. He's insanely talented. I was hoping he was going to be cheaper. I was going to play him for sure. He was like in the the low fours or the high threes. Four and a half gets hard because you're just close to more, close to Wilson, close to Devontae Smith. But uh, Traylon Burks is someone that I think is uh, if you want to be in a you know you're playing a bunch of lineups in the tournament, I would throw him in a, in a couple of those. Um, what about 4,500 below the, the cheap option? You mentioned Chris Olave, um, average depth of target last week. He had 13 targets. The average depth of target is 24.6 yards. Like that's an insane number. Um, what are you doing down here in the, in the cheap receivers? If you want to, uh, you want to get someone down here. Yeah. Uh, just the one other guy, just slightly more expensive. If we got to keep an eye on what happens with these Tampa Bay receivers, you know, with yeah. Evans already out, we're just going to assume Godwin's out. And Julio Jones, I don't even know. You know, if Julio Jones is active, we right. don't even know really what that means. Um, so <laughs> Russell Gage might be the number one receiver for 4,700. Five of six targets last week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Brady would just have no one else to throw to. So I think you could take a chance there, you know, if all the guys above him yeah. are out. Um, as far as cheaper than that, um. So yeah, uh, before not, I even do I, that, are you are you playing Olave? What do you do with this this crazy air yard? Yeah, okay. I think uh, again, like I like Olave as a player, and especially after all those air yards last week. But I'm not going to make it a priority just because he'll be you know relatively popular. I'll probably have more of the 5k guys. So it's not that I don't like him. I just probably won't play him as as, as much at least. Jameis, Jameis is a crazy person. Yeah, right. He's just literally chucking it down there. Like, let's see what happens. And yeah, you know, Jameis, if if he's going to be that Jameis, that was pretty yeah. good for, for fantasy. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and Evan, Evan's a Godwin lived off that uh, that Jameis for a long time. So, so I yeah. don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to miss, you know, maybe I'll I, be late to that party. I don't know. It might be the time to play Olave and Thomas and those yeah. guys. I'm probably going to be off it, but makes it's sense. Bad. If Kamara plays, I like it a lot less. I just think they get a little different when he plays. Um, yeah, that's other names point. down here. You mentioned uh, Russell Gage. I think that's Scotty Miller in Tampa Bay. If all those guys don't play, who doesn't play are interesting. He had eight targets last week. He's thirty eight hundred. Um, you know, I think you're you're hoping for maybe one big play and then a bunch of uh, you know maybe some short ones for some PPR gold there. But I think he's playable at thirty eight hundred. Yeah, uh, Nico Collins is an interesting name. He's four thousand. He was four fifty eight last week. He had ten targets. The price is nice. Um, you know, Davis Mills is serviceable and you know, everybody, I like cooks too. And he had 10 targets and he's obviously the player, but if you need to get cheap, um, I think if I'm under about 4,000 on the cheap, I think Neil Collins is my guy, just 10 targets. 
Um, I think he'll get targets. He'll be involved. And uh, they are underdogs in that game a little bit to Chicago. I didn't think the price works with Collins more than any of 4,000. Yep. Nico Collins is who I was going to say as well. Oh, nice. That's... I like when we line up, that's usually a good thing. Uh, yep. what, about, uh, what about tight end this week? I feel like we've kind of tested a bunch. Uh, you know, Kelsey and Anders are expensive. Kelsey's 7,900. Anders is 6,900. Uh, Waller's 5,800. We talked about all the guys in the 4,000. You brought the guys you liked. Goddard, Higby, Hawkinson. They're 47, 45, and 42. Kyle Pitts, 4,800. Uh, so we've kind of hit all the names here. Uh, do you have a favorite in that range? Like, do you find yourself like, I'm going to play Goddard, I'm going to play Hawkinson, or is it kind of like a mix and match for you? I think I'm with you. I think it's Pitts. I'm definitely getting blamed next week, aren't I? No, 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 no. I mean, we know the risk. Yeah. We see we see uh, 19 yards in the first two games. Oh, um, so gross. Yeah, no, I think I think it's Pitts. And, you know, while he'll be popular, he's not going to be overly popular. I mean, there's enough people that are scared yeah. off by those first two weeks. And there's and enough names right around the price range. People are like, exactly. oh, I'll just, play, I'll just play Goddard exactly. or Hawkinson or Higby or even Gerald Everett, who – um, you know, I know had the had the moment where he got tired and they threw a pass and got picked six, but still was really involved. He was six for seventy one. If Keenan does not play, I think Everett at forty four hundred becomes really playable too. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and for the most part, I'm just gonna um, use the tight end in my stacks, like Pitts yeah. in my Mariota stacks. I'm gonna use uh, Irv Smith with Lions and even with Vikings that may or may not have Kirk Cousins. I uh, can use Hawkinson in those stacks too. So yeah, I'm just gonna be in this 4K range. Uh, what about you? I uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I am too. A lot of pits. Uh, I I love Dallas Goddard. I wish he got more targets. Like he's at he's averaging 18 yards a catch for a tight end. That's an exceptional. But it's hard to have volume with AJ Brown and Devonte there. He was he was three for 60 last week. Really good, but only four targets. It's just it's hard to. He's got to score pretty much. But I do love Goddard as a player. Um, I get blamed for a lot of stuff. I got blamed for Isaiah Likely week one, but last week. Cheap tight end, Logan Thomas, uh, three for 37, but scored a touchdown. Uh, you give me that, what's that, uh, 13, about 13 points. Give me that every time in my cheap tight end. Um, another nice game script for Logan Thomas. Week. Should be trailing Philly. Um, his snap percentage went up as he's getting healthier. He played like over 60% of the snaps. So I think Logan Thomas at 3,500, if I'm going, if I got to get cheap, if I, if my, my lineup's built and I have to get under 4,000 at tight end, um, I like Logan Thomas. The other guy we mentioned last week for the punt play, uh, Juwan Johnson was $2,500 last week. He was four for 40 on seven targets. Not a great fantasy game, but you love seven targets for a guy this cheap. He's 2,900 this week. Um, he ran routes on 75% of the dropbacks. He's really involved in this offense for New Orleans. I know we, we talk about not wanting the New Orleans Carolina game. And then we just mentioned a bunch of guys in that game. But uh, if you wanted to punt, I think Juwan Johnson off seven targets at 2,900 works again. Yeah, I know. I think so too. And again, I think that's sort of tied to the Kamara news as well. Um, you know, Kamara was out last week, which yeah. is a little bit of a bump for Johnson. Um, I played uh, Kylan Granson instead last week when I heard uh, the Michael Pittman news, and that did not work out. He caught two balls, I think. Um, but yeah, if I'm in this cheap range, it's hard not to like Irv Smith as well. Uh, yeah. He's, 30, he's 31. Yeah, he's 31, you know, eight targets last week with a touchdown, and then he dropped that other touchdown, and now, now you get a matchup against the Lions. So Irv Smith for 3,100, I, yeah, I'm not sure that I'll go below that. 
I'm glad you mentioned Michael Pittman with Cal Granson because I was about to look up what team Cal Granson played for. <laughs> oh, man. I, I had way too much Granson last week, Scott, and it did not work out. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe Irv Smith dropped that touchdown. That was such a perfect pass by Cousins in that game. Maybe Cousins' line looks a little different if he catches that, takes it to the house for it. It was like a 70-yard touchdown or it was, and it was a perfect pass. And the safety undercut it. He was like, he was good to go and just flat out dropped it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, it's that I think it's a lot of cheap times. These guys in the 4,000s. Thomas or Johnson, if I get really low, like you mentioned, I think Kamara is a really good point on Johnson. I would want him not to play. I just would want the you know the target share to, to go to towards Johnson. Uh, what about uh, what about defense this week? Uh, we talked about all these good matchups. Makes it a little harder to get a defense. We don't have a lot of good teams playing bad teams. Uh, I'll let you go first here. What uh, what are you doing with your defense this week? Got to play one. Yeah, not. Not the obvious spot that we had last week, right. and we can touch on that. You know, the, the how many, Bengals, how many, how many of the Bengals end up scoring? Like, not very many, right? Four, 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 Scott. And you know, they were one of the most popular defenses I've ever seen. That yet yeah, that I can remember seeing. Especially what uh, in, what sort of percentage of, percentage ownership was it? I, I, man, I, in, in some of the single entry and three max stuff, the higher stakes. I mean, they were forty percent in wow. some of that stuff, forty five percent maybe, even, which is just crazy. And you know, uh like three or four of the cheap defenses outscored them by a ton. So, yeah. you know, I didn't, uh, I decided not to play them in either, in either, uh, either lineup. So I went, I went different. I don't think I did really well with defense, but I, I definitely went different. I just thought it was going to be too high. And that, that's yeah, I, I, I had some, but I ended up uh, switching off them for the jets on, on quite a few teams that didn't work out either. Uh, the jets were also 2,200, <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyways, back to this week. Uh, I don't know. I think in terms of popularity or in terms of like value for cash games, I think people will look at Carolina um, at home against Jameis uh, at home against in that low total game. Uh, So I I think Carolina is where like people will start for cash games. Um, Nothing is like really jumping out for me though. What about, I mean, you're, you're better at picking these defenses than me. What do you think? Uh, I like the Eagles this week at 2,900. I think that uh, they had three interceptions last week against Cousins. I thought they just looked swarming. Darius Slay was awesome last week on Jefferson. Uh, you're going to be under 3,000 for a defense that I think is good against Carson Wentz. I know Wentz has been good so far this year, but man, give me that all time, all day. He can yeah. make. He, he's the guy that can make that big, especially if they're trailing. He'll force stuff, which I like on a defense. So uh, I like the Eagles against, uh, against Washington for 2,900. That's probably my favorite one. Um, I think people will pay New England. I think people will pay New England twenty five hundred, but it's against Lamar. Like I always hate going against Lamar. He runs so much; it's hard to get uh, hard to get those turnovers. They do have six sacks through two weeks. They get some sacks, but um, I'd pay up four hundred bucks to go to Philly. I think the Ravens against New England might be uh, interesting too. Uh, I like going against uh, this New England offense. I do not. Uh, I don't care for the New England offense very much. Um, they're three thousand, but I think I just go the Eagles at twenty nine hundred. If I was going to go expensive, I know there's uh, there are some expensive choices here this week. I think. Uh, Looking at this, uh, the Chargers are up there against Jacksonville. The Bears are up there against Houston. I would go Chiefs. I think Matt Ryan looks horrendous so far. He looked awful last week. Like legit yeah. terrible, forcing stuff, taking sacks for fumbles. Um, if I'm going over 3,000 this week, it's the Chiefs at 3,700 uh, at Indy. You got to think Got think they get the lead. I mean, who knows how games work out, but you got to think they get the lead. They're going to score. And I love uh, I love them just pressuring Ryan, making him not make mistakes. So, uh Chiefs 3700 if I go expensive, but Eagles underneath that uh, 3000 at 2900 my two my two fair plays this week. Oh man, Matt Ryan looked bad. Um, he looked I, he looked I, know, I, I'd like to say he's done, but boy he looked done last week. Man, he really did and most people were pretty convinced that he'd be an upgrade to Carson Wentz. It yeah. really doesn't look that way. Um I, yeah, I think I agree with you about 
Chiefs up top if I if I was going to go there. If I was going to try to pick out one of these cheap ones, which which I probably will do, um, it's tough. You know, there's there's not much to like way down here. I would maybe take a chance on the Jets just because Burrow has been holding the ball a lot. He's been turning turning the ball over a lot, taking sacks. Um, Jets at home, twenty four hundred. I don't know. I can see some turnovers in that game, but uh, I'll try to get to the Panthers or above if I can. Seems uh, seems good. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Chiefs and Eagles. Chiefs where I can afford. Eagles where I can't. But uh, yeah, defenses as we saw last night. You're know, hoping for the one big play. The Browns really didn't do a lot, and then they had that uh, the lateral touchdown at the end of the game that uh, actually won some bets for people. Some people I saw some people had like uh, Steelers teased up in the spread, and that uh, that uh, the Browns touchdown with no time left uh, covered spreads and. It was uh, that's a gross way to lose right there. I do have Browns defense in the, a season long league, so I thought it was a, a wonderful decision by the Steelers. <laughs> nice. So. Anybody else you want to talk about this slate? I kind of feel like we hit all the big games, all the big stacks, all the big players, all the cheap players, the defense, the tight ends. Is there anything else on your mind you want to discuss before we jump out of here? Yeah, I don't think so. I think we hit quite a bit. We did uh, definitely did. So uh, it was uh, it was a good time as always. We appreciate everybody listening. If you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is at Ryan Belongi. Belongi is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. I spelled it right. That's good. I'm at Scott Jenstead. Jenstead, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. If you have any questions for us in there, obviously things changed. Last week, uh, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't know the Michael Pittman news until after the podcast. So things changed. If you want to uh, hit us up and ask us how we're, you know, kind of adapting to injuries and stuff, that's always a big deal. I did not go to Paris Campbell last week, which I'm proud of. I, uh, I know a lot of people did, and he was uh, he was bad. But, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes opportunity does not always make up production. So. Yeah, neither did I. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. You bring up some uh, – one other piece of late news that we didn't mention really those Packers wide receivers uh all of them miss practice and or most is, of them uh, and all are questionable now um, is, Lazard, just, is Lazard gonna play or no yeah I don't know like yeah. to be honest I don't know it seems close to 50 50 you know if a couple of those guys are out uh you can people aren't gonna roster the Packers but I wouldn't mind rostering one of the 3k guys maybe one of the rookies if if they're the only ones out there uh, especially uh, if you're going to play the afternoon slate, which is only those four later games, keep an eye on that Packers news because you might get some value there. And we're going to need cheap value to afford all of these guys at receiver and running back. So you're saying we finally reached Romeo Dubs week. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't <laughs> want to do it again. You want multiple of these Packers to be out. Like the value right. is probably going to be on the Tampa side. You mentioned Scotty Miller, you know, if, 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 if Julio is out and Godwin and all these guys, yeah, Scotty Miller looks like pretty good value too. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on the the news in that game. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. It, it, it really who who is in and out in that game is going to be big, and it's a late game too, so it's tough. Well, hopefully we get some reports in the morning. But uh, thanks everybody for listening. Whether you're listening to us live on the video here, listening to us on the audio version, we always appreciate that. If you could please rate or review the podcast, we also appreciate that. Uh, other than that, we'll be back at you next uh, Friday morning talking about week four. Hope everybody has a really good week three. Uh, if you uh, if you win some big uh, some big prizes, definitely screenshot us and, uh, and hit us up on Twitter. Hopefully that happens. Other than that, hope everybody has a good week and uh, take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.